The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Show. Austin Gale here with Roger Sherman, the special Thanksgiving edition, which happens to come on Rivalry Week in college football. Probably my favorite show we're going to do this year. I'm in the Bay Area for the first time for the holidays in a long time. Haven't seen the fam in a while. I was stuck in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you haven't heard of it, good good for you. Uh, now finally in the Bay Area. I'm about to go rip some disc golf with a buddy. I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling extra Bay Area today. I think that has a little extra pep in my step for this pot. It's, it's Rivalry Week, man. You, the, the thing is, you're you're around your family, and and you need to be, you're you're happy, and this is a, a week of joy, but also intensity. I need you to yes. have the intensity, yes. Because this week, the games this week, not only are you playing the team you hate the most in the world, but also every game we're picking this week, and we have a lot on the docket. Every game we're picking this week has like huge implications for these teams that are having awesome seasons. And Absolutely, I'm I'm like. I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. I am too fired up. I, I wanted to kick off the podcast with some takes on Thanksgiving. I think everyone loves to, to issue their takes. I was going to go hot, medium, cold take on Thanksgiving. Hot take for me, pumpkin pie sucks. Medium take is that we can all agree that turkey maybe is a bit overrated. And you know, it's not as good as as precious as maybe as the holiday makes it. But it's not as bad as some people say calling it dry trash and you shouldn't eat turkey or whatever. Cold take, the best part of Thanksgiving, the meal itself, for me, is the cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce fucks. I wish we could get cranberry sauce year-round. I think cranberry sauce should be on everything. I don't know. I, I, I am most, people say stuffing and mac and cheese. Those are medium takes, in my opinion. Cold take, probably one that doesn't everyone agree with. I like the cranberry sauce above everything. You have, you have a hot, medium, cold take for Thanksgiving? I, I'm not with you on the, the cranberry sauce stream. I'm not with you on the cranberry mistake. sauce Mistake. That's a mistake. 
this is this this is this episode's coming out Friday, so everyone's figuring out their leftover situation and, and trying to make those sandwiches with the cranberry sauce on the. You have to dip uh, your sandwich in cranberry sauce. If your leftover Thanksgiving sandwich does not have cranberry sauce, you're a fraud, an absolute fraud. <laughs> and now Thanksgiving is over, <laughs> and it's football time. All right, where I want to kick off: Michigan at Ohio State, the game as they call it. One of my the, favorite, the game. game, the game. Uh, one of my favorite traditions is that the Ohio State, Michigan social media and like other parts of the campuses like block out the M's at Ohio State and block out the O's at Michigan. I think that's phenomenal. I think for this podcast, we should block out the M's and O's. I don't know if they're going to be in the title, but Stefan, producer Stefan, let's figure it out. Number are three, we going to be number able two, Ohio to, State. like, you mean talking? Like, we can't say those no, letters? Those I'm are big, those are important letters. They're really they are integral letters. in a lot of sentences. And it'll I, be especially hard for us to discuss Ohio State, Michigan without saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if he puts the podcast out, let's put oh, X's and oh, the, the M's, uh, X's and the O's, okay, the titles, okay. the descriptions. I'm sure he's gotcha, gotcha, really interested gotcha. in adding that to his plate, uh, Thanksgiving pun intended, uh, as, as we march on the holidays here. But both these teams are undefeated. Ohio State's favored by seven and a half. I think the look-ahead line early parts of the season was like closer to 13 and a half. I think it might have been over 14 and a half, like after the few, first few weeks of the season. It settled at seven and a half, total at 56 and a half. It is in Columbus. Last year it was in Ann Arbor. I was there. Not for the game. I wasn't at the game itself, but I was at Scorekeepers, a.k.a. Skeeps, Ann Arbor College Bar, legendary college bar for the reckoning that was Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo, that big win, obviously, over Ohio State last year. Now it's in Columbus, Ohio State seeking revenge, C.J. Stroud seeking revenge, Ryan Day seeking revenge. It is going to be an absolute treat. Your initial reaction to this game, your reaction to the line, where is your side, who are you with? I mean, this, it really doesn't get any better than this bat two versus three in the polls for a chance to be in the college football playoff. Yes. Two versus three also in, in SP+. Plus. These are the, the rankings in college, the college football playoff rankings match up with the advanced stats on this game. Both of these teams like just have been awesome all year. It's been building. It's been building. They did both last week kind of look a little bit iffy because they were both looking forward to playing Ohio State and Michigan, the only game that really matters. Um, it's the thing is the fun side of the ball is going to be Ohio state offense, which is like close to the best in the country against the Michigan defense, which is also close to the best in the country. But I think the advantage here is the reason that there's a seven and a half point spread is on the other side of the ball because yep. Michigan's offense is just okay. And we don't know whether Blake Corum, who's by far their best player is fully healthy. He got a little bit banged up in the matchup last week against Illinois. Their backup is also not necessarily healthy for this game at running back. So it's a weakened Michigan offense against a Buckeyes defense that actually is extremely good. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously the advantage goes to Ohio State, I think. And I think there's parts of me that looks at seven and a half. Yeah. Eager to bet Michigan. Eager to bet Michigan. Get under yeah. the key number seven. Yeah. Root for a close game. I, I think that's probably going to be my lean in this one, purely from like a rooting perspective. Like rooting for a bludgeoning of Ohio State, especially if Blake Corum and their backup isn't able to play. I will say this. There is a feature on The Athletic uh, on Blake Corum. I, I would encourage you to go check it out. It is by Austin Meek. There's a quote from Blake Corum because Every year, Michigan, in addition to blocking out the O's in every social media post, give out turkeys the week of Thanksgiving. All the Michigan players do. And there was a thought that Blake Corum would be rehabbing his knee, preparing for this game, and not being a part of this. But he is 
stiffly limping with a smile, handing out turkeys as part of the tradition. The quote is, God woke me up, gave me another day to stand on my ten toes, stand on my feet and wiggle my fingers. It didn't cross my mind not to come. I'm blessed. When you're blessed, there's nothing to be sad, mad or angry about. And close the quote with, um, this is what I live for. I'll keep doing this until the day I die. This is this is a he is committed, my guy. Yeah, he's limping. He's limping. He's limping though. So yes, he's struggling he's, to hand out the turkeys. How's he gonna beat Ohio State's defense? It's like tough, this sounds man. like a it's, great It's bigger than thing. football, Roger. It's bigger than football, Roger. I'm not saying he shouldn't hand out the turkeys. I'm thinking that's a good thing. That's great. I'm glad he did it. But it might give us a little bit of a lead here when we're picking the game, if my man, unless you think he's exaggerating the limp because he knows people are filming him I, and he I wants to that, get in Ohio State's head. There's the so quote, much going on here. The the quote from Meek is walking stiffly but wearing a smile. So maybe it's not a limp, maybe it's just a stiff walk, but he it's bigger than football, Roger. Blake Corum's bigger than football. Giving out turkeys is bigger than football. So if he's willing to do that, I think he's going to suit up for this game. Dude's a freaking warrior. I like Michigan plus seven and a half. I'm backing the blue again, just as I, like I did last year in that scorekeeper's bar in Ann Arbor. And, and I enjoyed every second of it. Ohio State fans, do you know the Ohio State tradition where after they score a touchdown on the kickoffs, they like swing their shoes over their head? Did you know that was a thing? The, do they have to take off a shoe or do they bring a shoe? No, they take, they take, I, they take. <laughs> at the bar, there were a bunch of Ohio State fans. There was more Ohio State fans than Michigan fans in Ann Arbor last year because the rivalry's been so lopsided. There's so many Ohio State fans, and Ohio State got out to a lead. They scored a couple of touchdowns early in that game, and every single time the kickoff, the entire bar wearing red was holding their shoe above their fucking head, spinning it and going like, oh, when the and kick like, goes off. Ohio State's been scoring a lot this year. That's a lot of exactly. moving a shoe and standing on one sock on your on your bleacher. Yes, but then when Michigan started to come back, I was obviously rooting for Michigan in Ann Arbor. I started uh to swing my shoe over my head when we were kicking off. We being Michigan, Uh I think that's weird. But it was uh, a sensational time. They were not happy about it, though. I think that uh, the best bet here is under 57 and a half, under 56 and a half, because I don't think that Michigan is going to have a great day offensively against Ohio State. I don't know if seven and a half, if they'll cover the seven and a half, but I'm feeling good about not hitting that relatively high total uh, with, yeah. with, a, with an offense that isn't great against the defense that is. And, he, he, and and I do think that Ohio State won't be putting up the same numbers <laughs> as they have against other teams against a defense this good. Blake Corum banged up, even if he's healthy, you know, walking stiffly, handing out turkeys the week of. And can't be understated how good these defenses are, right? You know, uh, Ohio yeah. State, the number one defense in the country in e-paper play allowed. Guess who's number two? Michigan. Both these defenses are Incredible. phenomenal. I think you're going to see that. Um, this, so we this have week the two well. best defenses in EPA per play and a total that's near 62 touchdowns a quarter. Yeah. Like, seems, seems tough to hit. That Ohio State defense, too, is loaded. Tommy Eichenberg, linebacker, absolute yeah. dog. Ronnie Hickman, safety, dog. Zach Harrison, dog. They, they have JT a lot Tui of talent Malau, on that defense. Malau. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they also have a lot of guys who you're going to be seeing in next year's first round, second round of next year's draft that haven't necessarily like dominated this season but are going to be first-round picks. They have a ton of talent. And I, I, I think the under is the way to go. I would lean Ohio State minus 7.5. We're finally disagreeing on something. Yes. But game of the year, it's regardless of what happens. Uh, I, I also think if I had to pick a like an emotional edge, like I think Ohio State losing that game. Ohio State's going to be a little bit more hungry for it this year. 
Revenge game, baby. Revenge game after last year. I like Michigan plus seven and a half. I agree with you on the under. Two of the top defenses in the country, like Corn Banged Up. We know that um, you know this Michigan defense is going to show up for this one. So I think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to be under. That's going to kick off your Saturday. Next on the docket, number ten Oregon at number twenty-two Oregon State. Oregon with Bo Nix going in with a top five offense uh, so far this season. Oregon State, meanwhile, has struggled. They came out of the gate hot. Chance Nolan hasn't been there for them. The offense hasn't been as good, and the defense has obviously regressed as well. They are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home in Corvallis against the Oregon Ducks. Big rivalry going on. Preview this matchup for me, Roger. First, I'd like to talk about why the Oregon-Oregon State trophy is, is my favorite trophy in a week that's full of trophies, rivalry week. Everyone gets a trophy, but do you, can you picture the Oregon-Oregon State trophy in your head? I don't, Probably not I have because no idea or, what it is. Oregon wins it most. It's the platypus trophy. And the reason it's the platypus trophy is because Oregon State's mascot is a beaver and Oregon's mascot is a duck and a platypus just is like a beaver with, with like a duck, a duck's face. It's like the perfect hybrid of these two animals. I think that's, that's kind beautiful. of sensational. I think it's like I, a, a I great zoology take. pull. This game, yeah. Are, are platypus real? I don't know. Has Platypi, anyone ever seen a platypus? I don't know. I, 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 people, people have talked about this. Doug. It feels more like a Pokemon to me than a real animal. I've never seen one. Have you seen one? Well, first of all, we should have more rivalry trophies that are Pokemon or Pokemon adjacent. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever seen one. Um, we'll have to talk to some Australian punters and ask them if, if, they're, if they're all over the place down there. Um, I've never seen one in person. Sp- I don't think I've seen one in the zoo. There's birds aren't birds, real. Platypi yeah, aren't there, real. It, there's a birds aren't real movement I, i'm i'm here to start the platypi aren't real where have, have you seen one where are they, where are they? <laughs> so so anyway oregon pac-12 <laughs> championship on the line if they win this if they win this they're going to las vegas to play in the pac-12 championship oregon state no but it's a rivalry game and they're a top 25 team uh the questions about bo nicks uh last week he was we weren't sure if he was able to play we were picking them uh, last week, and they were uh, favored. And then the, it, they weren't sure whether he was going to play. The line dropped to where Oregon was actually an underdog. And if you hit that, good for you, because they ended up getting the win outright against Utah. But even in the game, he wasn't particularly mobile. Like, he, normally he's able to bank on that and, and you know he uses his legs a lot. And in the game last week, he couldn't really move. They still got the win. They they won, I think, on defense uh, against Utah. But I like Oregon State in this game. You were a huge fan of the Beavs earlier in the year. Does that still hold? Are you are you still emotionally attached to them, or you moved on fully to TCU? This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with twenty five thousand miles on I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it you know how you take care of a car you take care of the maintenance the oil brakes all that stuff and if you don't you can have a car just completely fall apart when your car needs maintenance head to Jiffy Lube they provide automotive excellence at speed get your oil changed brakes checked Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. 
To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've moved on fully to TCU. Uh, it is, um, it's tough. I, I mean, Chance Nolan was a big reason why I backed the Beavs early. He has obviously um, missed time with a neck injury over the last few weeks. Cole Branson has come in and been the starter and has had success. But I, I, I think that this team is better with Nolan, as talented as they've been. I think it's better with Nolan. Um, I, I worry that Oregon, Bo Nix, it's a better offense. I think the better. De- I, I, I think that this is going to be an Oregon win. I'd love to pick the beefs here to play spoiler, but I like Oregon on the road minus three and a half. And I know how hard it is to play in Corvallis at Resort Stadium. It is difficult to win in Corvallis. I believe Oregon State has won 10 of its last 11 games at home. It is a very, very big advantage for the beefs. So that's a reason for pause, a reason for hesitancy, and maybe a reason to back them at plus three and a half in the hook. But I like Oregon to roll in with so much on the line, right? Going to the Pac-12 title if they win this game. I like them to roll in a, a cover this three and a half point spread. You're right about the quarterback situation. They don't have a chance, but they haven't been bad with Go Branson. And they've been putting up 31, 38. They, they've been moving the ball. Um, I'm sticking with Oregon State and three and a half at home. So, so I like it. Disagreeing on two. I love this. I love it. I think, I think so, so much of their success recently, though, as good as Go Branson has looked, right? I think so much of their success is they do have that, that freshman running back, Damian Martinez, yep. has been yep. awesome. Awesome. I think. Last player to have five consecutive 100-yard rushing games. 100-yard rushing games for the Beavs was who? Can you guess? Famous Beaver. NFL back. Big pounding back for the Rams for a while. I, I was going to say it was one of the Ro- Jaquiz. No, Jaquiz Rogers was sick. This was Steven Jackson in 2003 oh for the God. Oregon wow, State Beavers. Jaquiz. It was pre-Jaquiz. All right, you're, you're going... Beavs plus three and a half. And I'm the biggest Beavs backer, too. I mean, this is going to fall on my face. You're going Beavs plus three and a half. I'm taking Oregon minus three and a half. I also took Michigan as a dog, and you took Ohio State. Next game on the docket, number six, LSU at Texas A&M. I know LSU goes into Texas A&M, Texas A&M as a nine and a half point favorite. You recently wrote a piece for the ringer on... Hey, thanks for Jim, looking up, uh, everybody. It, it was it, just talking about, are they willing to buy Jimbo out? And I don't know, man. I, th- this is tough. I, I think Texas A&M has recruited so well a lot because of what he's done. But at the same time, I think there was a really good conversation on the Slow Newsday podcast with Kevin Clark. I th- uh, he was talking with Ben Latham about you can bring in all this talent. Right? You can recruit all this talent with NIL and, and doing things above the table with money. But actually creating like a culture of like accountability and all these different things, like a cohesiveness, you can't always do with money. I think you're seeing some of that at Texas A&M. This offense is fucking terrible. 56 in the paper play this year. Awful. Quarterback has never been, it has been awful, outright awful. 
Defensively, it's been okay. They have talent. You know they have talent. I even think that the receiving core has been better than they've had in previous years, but the quarterback just can't get it done. Meanwhile, LSU, you know, one of those teams, Michigan or Ohio State's going to lose. It could open up a scenario where LSU sneaks into the playoff. I don't know. There, there, there's, there's legs here. Number six, LSU with a lot to play on. Well, nine and a half point not, favorites over Texas A&M. It's not a scenario. It's like if they win, if they beat Georgia in the, in the SEC championship, they're in. They, they control their own destiny at this point. That's that's a big deal. That's a big deal for LSU to come in as a nine and a half point favorite. So, are you liking? I mean, are you liking the, the Tigers here? The difference between these two teams and what's uh, on the line here is massive. Yeah, <laughs> LSU could play for a national championship. They're, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. Uh, we'll talk about that next week on the championship week episode of this podcast, but. Like, that's still a possibility for them. You know, Brian Kelly could look them in the eye and say, like, there's still a national championship at stake here, and he's he's correct. And Texas A&M is 4-7. and seven. They had a six-game losing streak that they snapped by beating UMass. There was nobody at the game. Uh, like, a lot of these kids have are reportedly considering getting the transfer portal as soon as they can. It's just, like, two completely opposite directions. Good for LSU that they did not end up hiring Jimbo Fisher as was rumored last year. Um, I mean, the offense, you, you, Jimbo has historically been an offense guy. He's a quarterback's coach when he won the national championship at Florida State. It was offense that did it. And you're right, the quarterbacks have just looked terrible. When they had Max Johnson, they were bad. When they had Haynes King, they were bad. And now they're with Connor Wigman, the five-star elite quarterback prospect. There was a highlight of him just throwing the ball and it just went backwards out of his hand. <laughs> it's like, I mean, maybe that was a fluky play, but pro football focus has him with 10 turnover worthy plays in four games. He hasn't thrown any interceptions, but they are going to come against LSU. Uh, and they had 10 points against Auburn a couple weeks ago. Their offense is looking extremely bad. I'm on LSU minus nine and a half. I'm on LSU minus nine and a half as well. I think LSU, a lot of the acclaim has been Brian Kelly, Jaden Daniels, like this offense having a lot of success of late. Jaden Daniels specifically, like really ascending as a college football player. Like there were videos of Arizona State players mocking his locker when he was leaving that place, like happy that he was gone. To fa the fact that he's able to go to LSU now, maybe potentially contend for a national title, I think is, is worthy of all the praise that's getting. But this LSU defense has like some legitimate star power. B.J. Ojulari is a draftable player. I, I like Mickey Garner, the outside quarterback that they have. Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle. Like they have some talent on that defense that I think is going to show up in some of these big games, starting with Texas A&M and then maybe in an upset over Georgia the following week. We're Last not but not least, yet. we're not picking that yet. We're not picking that yet. Last but not least, Iowa State versus our. Play some ribbits, Stefan. Play some fucking lily pads, splashing. I don't know what frog sound you got yeah, back there, I, but it is about our to TCU horn frogs. I was about to do an impression of a horned frog, and I realized I got nothing. I don't have a. I don't have that in my sound. Stefan will cook up something big, but Iowa State four and seven on the year. Offense has been dreadful, like hard to watch. Defense is is one of the top in the Power Five. TCU, on the other hand, juggernaut of an offense. Max Duggan is him. Quinton Johnston is him. Kendra Miller. They have an offense that. When it man, when it counts, when it matters, it's going to show up. Duggan specifically in that game where last week, I don't know. I didn't think they had it in them. Obviously, they didn't cover last week. 
They didn't, you know, clear our bets. But TCU, you could tell, is the team of destiny. That kicker had that frog in him. And I think he had that, that frog TCU, in him. He did have that frog in him. I I, I like TCU. I, I I think against the spread is tough to pick in this spot. I think Iowa State's defense just no, gonna, is going to give them problems. But I like TCU. I'm always going to back TCU. They, they're a playoff team, in my opinion. You know, normally for this podcast, I do like a pretty good amount of research. I'll try to watch some. You know, if I didn't watch the game on Saturday, I'll try to watch a condensed game. I'll look at the advanced stats. I, you know, will try and get a tread for how these. I did not do that even a little bit for this game because I love the Horn Frogs so much. Last week was a trip, man. That that I thought they lo- I thought they were going to lose. I thought it was over. I thought there that, were I thought, I thought a lot of was moments ending. in those last two minutes that I was like, oh, they're going to, oh, they're going to. Oh, they're going to win. Oh, they're going to. And then, you know, beautiful fire drill field goal at the end. TCU has just been such a beautiful story. All the games we're picking this week are rivalry games, except for this one. But like (laughs) TCU, (laughs) they know that they what's they know what's at stake. They have the national championship in their sights. If they could just beat Iowa State. And then win again next week. And, you know, I think they're going to, well, I don't think they're going to win the national championship, but I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. They haven't been letting us down on the betting line, even though they didn't cover last week. They've been awesome against the spread and against their opponents all season. They're undefeated. They're our team. They're the Horn Frogs. They're the team of destiny. They're pew, pew. They're spewing the blood out of their eyes with their opponents. They got the hypnotoad. The wow, wow. There, I'm getting my sound effects out. I can't I like do a ribbit, but like TCU just has it. And Iowa State, like they're not going to come into this game like wanting to like needing it. They don't need this game. They're they're not even going to go to a bowl. They are going to be on the road in probably just an absolutely frenzied environment in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it's going to be beautiful, and the Horned Frogs are going to roll again. I am excited to back the Frogs again on a Saturday. It's a tradition not like none other. The Big Twelve title the following week, I think will be Kansas State TCU. If Kansas State wins against Kansas, they're an 11 and a half point favorite. I think it'll be Kansas State TCU, if I'm not mistaken. TCU wins this one, wins the Big 12 title. They are going to the college football playoff. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Undefeated team, they're already fourth in the country. They are going to the college football playoff. It means more. You want to say the SEC means more? It means more at TCU. It means more at Fort Worth, Texas. I didn't love your pew-pew for blood out of the eyes. I think it's more of a squirt sound. If I was kind of making it, but, yeah, but yeah, I don't really know how to, I don't want to make a, a squirting noise. On <laughs> well, you did. And it was incredible. It was incredible. Regardless. I don't, I don't want to please. Oh man. And if the platypus is the Oregon, Oregon state trophy after this week, the rivalry in, in uh, of Iowa state TCU will be a cyclone with a frog inside of it and just spinning constantly throughout the college football atmosphere. I'm excited for this week, man. Rivalry week. You didn't really give me a lot of Thanksgiving takes, but you gave me a lot of good bets. I'm excited. Well, yeah, this podcast is coming out on Friday. Like, I just want to go back and let everyone who's listening know. <laughs> you are a free Thanksgiving. You are a Thanksgiving hater. Thanksgiving doesn't end right after Thanksgiving, my guy. People are oh, still so eating Thanksgiving foods on for, Friday. For you, like Christmas is an extension of Thanksgiving as opposed to everyone else treating Thanksgiving like an extension of Christmas. No, yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an extension. Thanksgiving is a better holiday than Christmas. There's we my need, fucking hot. I, you know something? Yeah, let's let's go on this. I think we need Thanksgiving songs. I think we need Thanksgiving movies. We don't get them. We kind of give it. We kind of just like make it like pre-Christmas. And, you know, yes. that's that's it's not right. And 
people talk about the NFL games. The Egg Bowl is a great Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. I don't know who won last night, but probably, <laughs> probably Mississippi State plus three point five. I think probably won. Plus three point five, probably one. Well, that's gonna do it as the podcast starts to devolve. I hope everyone had a phenomenal Thanksgiving. Obviously, as Roger has mentioned four times that we were recording this on Wednesday, but hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you had a lot of cranberry sauce, and hopefully these bets hit in rivalry weekend. Until next time, Roger Sherman, Austin Gale, Ringer Gambling Show.